0: Hey guys, it's Rachel, and this is a quick word on what I learned from Oprah. Story time. I have loved, loved is the only word I can use, loved and admired and idolized Oprah Winfrey since I was a little girl. I am what you call an Oprah baby, meaning I grew up, I was a latchkey kid, and every day I came home from school and I sat down on the carpet in front of the TV and I watched The Oprah Winfrey Show every single day. I'm sad for the next generation who don't understand how incredible or important she is to people in our generation, but that's neither here nor there. I love this woman. One of my life goals was to speak on Oprah Winfrey's stage. You've maybe heard me talk about this. I wrote it down in my Start Today journal every day, every day, every day. I speak on Oprah Winfrey stage. I speak on Oprah Winfrey stage. And I honestly didn't know how this would manifest for me. I just knew that every once in a while she would do these tours for like Super Soul Sunday or, um, or Super Soul Sessions or, you know, maybe I would do something with Owen. Oh, I didn't know what it was. I just was laser focused on the idea that someday I would have the opportunity to do this thing. And at the beginning of 2020, which feels absolutely insane that this happened in 2020, I had the opportunity to open for Oprah on her, oh golly, I can't even think of the name of the tour. She did this like 10 city tour where she went to all these big venues. It was like 15,000 people in the audience and she would have celebrities that she would interview and she'd have speakers come on and they had reached out to me, her team, and said, you know, we'd love to have you speak and I stopped crapping my pants long enough to just be like, oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. This would be amazing and I was so excited. They were like, you know, we'll pay you to come and do this and I said, I don't I don't even need money. I just want to bring my girlfriends because it was Oprah Winfrey and it was Michelle Obama. I was so lucky I got to be there when Michelle Obama was her interview and we. I just wanted to bring my best friends and it was so funny because when we were there, we're all just like having the best time and freaking out and People kept saying, like, oh, is this your, you know, is this your publicist? Is this your, like, because people have an entourage. They, like, bring all these people. I'm like, no, these these are just my friends. And people were so confused backstage. Like, "Uh, you just brought your friend? I'm like, yeah, because Oprah's here and Michelle Obama's here. And this is amazing. We had the best time. You've maybe heard me tell this story before where I – I sort of knew that my typical style of speaking maybe didn't exactly align with what Ms. Winfrey was putting on that day. She's a lot more like spiritual and there were like sound bowls and, um, you know, your girls over here jumping up and down to Macklemore and telling gross stories and I was meditating that morning on, you know, do I kind of downplay what I would normally do or do I just show up on stage as myself and I decided to show up on stage as myself and I opened my keynote telling a story about losing a tampon inside of my body which is it sounds very gross right now but I promise you it is a hilarious story and every audience is dying when they hear it and as soon as I start telling the story I'm like a few minutes in and Oprah I did not tell you this but Oprah was sitting in the audience and so I had known that in advance like oh she's going to be down there which was terrifying to me because I thought oh my lord if I have to do this but she's watching I'm probably just going to implode but I somehow kept it together I start my keynote I'm telling my story and I'm, I'm speaking for about eight minutes the audience is laughing I'm having a great time and I see her stand up and leave her seat and When Oprah stands up, I mean, there's like 57, there's like a SWAT team and, uh, you know, the Secret Service, like just everybody, her security team takes her off. And I'm like, on stage, and it's a really weird thing, but when i am speaking i can also process like what's happening in the room one of my friends is a musician and he was saying the same thing like he can literally be performing his hit song and in the back of his mind he's also thinking about something it's a weird compartmentalizing thing in any event i see her stand up and in the back of my mind i'm like oh my god she hates my speech she literally hates my speech so the remaining time of my keynote i am giving my keynote while in the back of my mind freaking out because my hero hates what i'm saying and is totally pissed off and i just i'm like oh my god i've offended her she's invited me here and i've like messed this up and i've done a bad job and i'm I'm, the voice in the back of my head's like no it's fine like you're being dramatic like this is great and when my speech is done she comes on stage And she says the first words out of her mouth. She goes, girl, I'm glad you figured out where that was going because I was trying to understand what on earth you were talking about. So in front of 15,000 people, she's come up on stage and made me very aware that what I was reading when she stood up from her seat was accurate, that she was not happy that I was telling a story about a tampon, right? And I, on that stage, I die y'all, I die one million thousand deaths. And because I'm like, oh my God, this is my hero, and I'm, this is the worst. It was horrible. So she's interviewing me. She's asking me questions, and I'm just like, I'm trying to like keep my shit together. And the last question was, she's like, wow, you know, your book, you've it's sold millions of copies. You've been on the New York Times bestseller list for over a year like i just keep seeing your name on there and you you've had all this success what do you think it is about you and your work that resonates with women so much and i was like literally inside my brain thanking every deity on the universe for this freaking softball pitch of a question and i said oh i think what resonates with women is my authenticity. Is that I am willing to stand on your stage and tell a story about a tampon, because that's who I am. I'm willing to be myself, even if it means that I'm not as much of a fit for my hero as I would like. And the audience like erupts into applause and she gives me a hug. And I was so grateful that I got that moment to kind of like say what I needed to say. I walk off stage, and I'm devastated. I'm devastated because I, I I, ended up wrapping it up really nicely. But I still was like, so sad that I felt like I didn't do a good job, you know, for this person. And um, she obviously, her team, everybody like has an idea of what they want. And I'm sure no one had ever seen me give a keynote before. So they didn't know that I'd talk about you know, back fat or sex or my uterus or whatever. But all of that to say, I go back to my green room. My friends are there. They're like, that was amazing. You did a good job. You know, they're hyping me up, doing what you need to do. And, you know, five minutes go by and I hear this little knock on my green room door. And one of my friends opens the door and there's like a PA there. And he says, miss winfrey would love to come and spend some time with rachel would that be okay and basically every single one of us in the room just immediately has a coronary like we just pass out like we and we're like very calmly my friend's like yes that that would be lovely and he closes the door and we can't even figure out like what like She's coming here to this tiny green room and there's like five of us in here. We start cleaning this green room like when company showed up at your house when you were little and your mom saw their car pull up and then everyone starts cleaning as fast as they can. That's what we're shoving stuff in the bathroom. We're like, why is she coming here? Like, why didn't doesn't the queen like call you to her room? Whatever. A few minutes go by. We feverishly clean. There's another knock on the door. The door opens. There's Oprah with Gail. With it. If you know Oprah, you understand why it's significant that Gail was with her. She comes in the room. She and Gail fully hang out with us, talk to every single one of my friends, spend time with me. She pulls me over to the side, Oprah does, and talks to me. We have a conversation I'll never forget as long as I live. The most incredible, like I swear to you, I felt like I was talking to God. It was wild. And takes picture, like just does the whole thing. So beautiful, so incredible, so fucking present. Like they were so present with us. There was no agenda. They were not hurrying. They took their time, spends time with us, and then leaves. And I've told this story many times over the years because it is one of my favorite lessons that I have learned while I have been inside of this industry. And that lesson is this is the kind of leader that I want to be. When I say leader, I mean in media, if you are a woman in media who writes, who has, you know, a platform who does any of the stuff that I'm doing, and you're my age, like Oprah's your freaking hero. Like she she's the forerunner. She's the wayfinder. She's the one who like blazed the trail. She's the one that we're looking at to go, okay, how do you behave or act or show up in the world? I need you to understand, guys, she had literally no reason to come and hang out with us. None. If all I had done was what happened on stage and I had them, that, that would be huge. She gave me the opportunity to speak in front of 15,000 people. Like, that's huge. If that's all that happened, that would be huge. But no, she took time out of her day. She brought her bestie. She came and spent time with us, not just me, but with all of my friends. Just the level, the freaking class, the excellence in that, the just like gracious, magnanimous, like I just, that is who I aspire to be. That to me is like the epitome of a leader is someone who is like, let me go encourage the people who are coming up in this space. Let me go encourage someone who is like 25 steps lower down the ladder than I am for no other reason in, than just like paying it forward. And I think we've seen this in her career again and again and again. She has used her platform to elevate. There's so many people that are common, you know, thought leaders now because Oprah gave them her platform. You would not know who Dr. Phil was. Ian Levanzant, like Susie Orman, freaking Gary Zukov. There are so many thought leaders that we know of. Freaking Nate Berkus. Like we wouldn't know these people if she hadn't given them her platform. And I just, I think it's a beautiful lesson for all of us to think, okay, who is coming up in my space that I can encourage? Who can I just like love on? Who can I send a little something to? Maybe who can I take on as a mentor, and mentee? Like that is beautiful. Whatever area of your life you're in, there's something that you do that someone else is trying to figure out how to do. And if you just took a little time to encourage them, what a beautiful legacy. It's one of my favorite examples of the person I wanna be. And they say that you should never meet your heroes. Meeting my hero was one of the most profound moments of my life. Every day, our world gets a little more connected